Let's hit it. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a wave. Surfing. Give me a city tour. The trolley. Give me animals. The zoo. Give me some sea life. <laughs> Give me museums. Park. Give me a woo. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your family vacation at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of smoking audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. <sighs> Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies for a post-errands pick-me-up. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. We're psyched. We've, we've dreamt of eating your food for a long time. Yeah, exactly. So, um. <laughs> this is the next best thing. <laughs> Crunchy. Creamy. Crunchy. Creamy. Crunchy. Crunchy. Food court. Food court. Food court with Richard Blaze. Argue in the food court. Food court with Richard Blaze. Welcome to Food Court, a production of iHeartRadio. Welcome to my Food Court. I am your honorable judge, Richard Blaze, presiding. And drumroll, please. This is our season three finale. So we've all agreed to make it an extra good one. Joining us in my court today is actor, comedian, filmmaker, many other things. It's Seth Rogen. Hello. <laughs> and here to argue with Seth is someone who I assume has experience in this department. <laughs> it's actor, comedian, writer, and director. It's Lauren Miller Rogan. <laughs> Ready to argue. Ready. Ready to argue and debate. Might be good for us. Now yeah. we got to kick it off right here. How do you know each other? <laughs> we are married. We're married to each other as of the beginning of this podcast. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Yes, you have you have listened to Food Court before. I think that's going to be the spin-off is the post-marital strife that's created from uh, some of these episodes. All right, now listen, you two have decided to come to the Food Court to argue about salad. 
I know. Solid. Not the most exciting subject, yeah. Matt. We got because well, honestly, we agree on those case. things. Yeah. Like it, it, there, it was hard for us to arrive on a thing we disagreed we on. Yeah, culinarily, we we generally uh, we eat a lot of the same things. Yeah, like and we could do like I like spicy food a little bit more than mm-hmm. she does, but it's like no, that, that's not like, that's not like a thing. Like, she like, eat it. Okay. She likes buffalo wings and stuff. Yeah, it's not like. This is the one thing, though, that we actually... There's, like, a real line. Yeah, and there's not many, but this is one of the lines. I was going to say, like, that... like so Not is, the most exciting line, <laughs> but it's a line. <laughs> now, is, is that the... Is there, like, a key to marital bliss right there? Because my wife and I, we have, like... She doesn't like seafood. I love seafood. It's not an allergy yeah. thing. She just doesn't yeah. like it. Is the uh-huh. fact that you enjoy, you know, similar culinary things a, a key to a happy marriage? Probably, yeah. I dated a vegetarian helpful. once, and it wasn't easier. That's for sure. But yeah, you know, I, I think a, yeah. that I think the fact that we do eat all the same, both healthy food and garbage food together, yeah. is, <laughs> is bonding. <laughs> I think so. Now, listen, this this debate about salad, where were its origins? Was this quarantine derived? <laughs> no. where, where, where did, okay, okay. I, I think mean, it's regional, honestly. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. I'm I'm originally from Long Island, Jewish girl from Long Island and you know and so we're really into our our deli right yeah. and like and I grow up e- like eating these mayonnaise macaroni salads and potato salads and all those things and Seth didn't no I'm from uh, Vancouver British Columbia where you know I don't know like I'd say if 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 health food had a tip of a spear it was probably somewhere <laughs> around there <laughs> um, and yeah I grew up eating a lot of fresh vegetables my dad's a vegetarian he's not eat that healthy though but still we would go to uh, you know there was markets there was things like that and the the and I am not against mayonnaise let that be yes, said I as well is, but yeah. the notion of like drenching uh, Produce uh, in mayonnaise, uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> or a macaroni noodle. It made, I don't even know if that's a salad. Maybe that's uh, like a sunset. Uh, is macaroni <laughs> drenched in mayonnaise a salad? This is the deeper debate today, for sure. Now I'm surprised. Is potato <laughs> is chopped up hunks of potato in mayonnaise. Uh, I'm sorry. What a potato is a what? Uh, I guess a it's not a salad. Vegetable? It's a vegetable. Uh, <laughs> I think, listen, as a chef who has uh, written many menus, I will say that salad becomes sort of a catch-all for anything. Anything. Oh, I remember once we went somewhere that had a chocolate salad, and it was just like chopped up. It was just like... It's like a bread salad. Like a bread salad. What is it? Is it called panzanella? Yeah, Yeah, panzanella. Bread salad. Like, come on. I mean, Pittsburgh, they have the Pittsburgh salad, which is uh, like French fries. (laughs) I've not even heard of that. That's that's a thing? Yeah. A French fry salad? Okay. It's in. It's called the Pittsburgh salad. I, and, uh, I, literally, I, a salad with French. Fries. I love it. I think. Listen, you're both writers, so I think that now you know that that when a chef has writer's block, it's just they just throw the word they salad. salad. They salad. just throw a the salad. word a salad of steak. Some stuff with some sort of yeah. liquidy goo. <laughs> I love it. Also, like you've drawn the line. I feel like if you were from the other coast, Seth of Canada, that maybe you would have a different opinion. Oh, on. for sure. Yeah. Oh, very much. Vancouver has no. Delis. There is maybe one deli really? in all of Vancouver. And like it's it, not Delhi town. No, it's not a Delhi town. And on the grand scale of Canadian cities, it has like by far the smallest Jewish population. So that like probably has something to do with it. But like it, yeah, it, it there was no deli. No deli. I didn't even go until uh, it's funny, like my dad's from New Jersey. So like I would go there. But like the idea 
yeah, of like, I feel like I remember being with Lauren and like, there's always that like case in the deli. And to me, it was just like more to show you you were in a deli than to actually be stuff that was sold and consumed, you know? And then she was the first person I was with. I was like, you eat that stuff? You eat those, so those things in the front of the deli? <laughs> in these big metal bats that I just like, what is it? It's just a bunch of noodles with like specks of orange and green stuff that's like in a drench of like cream, like mm-hmm. creamy liquid. My mouth is watering. I, know, I, I, I was going to say, Hey, listen, I think it is important now as a judge to get this out of the way so that there's no, I, I don't get these emails. Lauren, I am also a Long Islander. Yeah. And I will say that I grew up with the traditional sort of Jewish delicatessen and everything has mayonnaise in it. The 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 culinary equivalent of the writer's block for the chef is also just put mayonnaise in it. So <laughs> <laughs> what do I do with these noodles? And I, I think that's smart. I think it's smart. It's creamy. It's kind of sweet it's a little sour i don't know i don't know if you know what it is okay so listen we i have to get us i have to stop us right now because we're getting into the actual debates and before we okay, do okay. get into it i i know at one point we were discussing thin burger patties versus thick burger patties we couldn't make an argument for or against the it's thing is we like problem. them all that and is that's <laughs> what's hard that is the it, trouble that is the trouble well, I'll settle that debate. I do think it is tough. It is a tough one because all burgers are delicious, but I would go with single patties. Yeah. Thin, thin, single patties. With yeah. a little crisp around the edge. Yeah, a little crispy, thin, single patty. But uh, yeah. double the patty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There it is. Yeah. yeah. The, place we, the place we like to go here is... Yeah, they do that. They, that's, the, that's what they subscribe to. For the scientific reason. Do you know the scientific reason why? No. Well, it's called the Maillard Reaction. The Maillard reaction. Is that what makes it crispy and caramelized? The browning of proteins, right? So if you have two patties and you have four sides of oh. the browning instead of two uh-huh. sides of the browning. Uh-huh. That's There's about as... Stuff. Yeah. So it creates more texture, double the texture. Well, yeah, more plus texture. more texture. Plus more texture. Right. It's yeah. scientifically literally what makes your mouth water like when you're there walking you by a grill. And that's I, and that's about as chefy as I'm gonna get here. So <laughs> I'm 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 embarrassed, but I think oversharing is good. That I recently, a couple days ago, actually had a McDonald's double cheeseburger in an airport. It's and really it good. Delicious, it's really good. That's and I, the I, dragon I, I'm chasing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was shocked. My first job was at a McDonald's, so like I've had plenty yeah. of McDonald's in my life. But it's been a while, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this. I'm in an airport. I used to think airports were the perfect excuse to eat fast yeah, food. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Definitely. And now it's not the case because, you know. No, now there's actual food in yeah. airports. Yeah. <laughs> no reason to go to the McDonald's, but I was like, I'm going to do it. And I did it because the McRib's on its last tour. There you go. You got to give it the respect. <laughs> exactly. But I found, I found the double cheeseburger just a, a study in soft textures that was just undeniable. Yes. Yeah, it's really yummy. I know. Real quick, because you're such special guests. Seth, uh, what are a couple of your favorite things to eat, least favorite things to eat that aren't mayonnaise-based macaroni salads? Oh, man. I like all... There's almost no food I don't like, honestly. Like, I I like... I love cheeseburgers and things like that. I do love... I love Mexican food. Mm. I live... Grew up eating a lot of Asian food, so I love like dim sum and sushi, and I love like ramen and things like mm. that. I love Korean food. Mm-hmm. Korean food might be like my favorite type of food. I eat a lot of Korean food. Yeah, there's almost no. Honestly, this I would I I am enthusiastic to eat almost any type of. I don't love. I guess what you'd call like quote unquote like new America. Like you know, like I don't want like I'm not like enthusiastic about like a grilled chicken breast and some you know. <laughs> 
things with it. <laughs> but like, oh yeah, those are things I'm like. That's new America. Yeah, exactly. That, I, to me, that's new America. <laughs> yeah, no, no worries. <laughs> like a cedar plank salmon with some potatoes and stuff like that. I don't know. I don't know what that is, but I, I, I get that one. I like fair yeah, fair exactly. enough. Hold on real quick. Uh, Crystal, can you erase new American from my Wikipedia page as far as like the... <laughs> Maybe it's because I'm Canadian. Maybe it's because I'm an old Canadian. <laughs> As an old Canadian, I don't like New America. Fair enough. Fair enough. Real quick, because everyone wants to know, uh, are you working on any movies right now? Yeah, we have, we have a lot of... I'm in this new... Uh, I'm in the Fablemans, the Steven Spielberg movie, and I'm working on a Ninja Turtles movie that comes out. Whoa! Um, next summer, yeah. Whoa! Oh my gosh. This... I'm a big fan, but this might be oh, yeah. where I have to... I have a little bit of beef with the Ninja Turtles. Really? Did, did they? Was were you wronged did, by a Ninja Turtle? Did, did they, did I okay. Listen, at some point, I, I hate to do this. <laughs> did you so fall like, in a I sewer? Hate to, I hate to do this alive and like in in such this moment. But my 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 second cookbook did okay on the you know the Amazon charts, but it was outsold by the Ninja Turtles Pizza Cookbook. <laughs> <laughs> and. Listen, Seth, I don't know what your role is. I don't know what the movie's all about. Okay. But listen, that's like I wrote a book and I was beat by Bill O'Reilly. So I know what it's like to be, to have, to suffer a bitter defeat. Yeah. Well, exactly. But here's, here's my beef. It's not that they beat me. Like I'm a lovable loser. Like I'm okay not being the best, but I don't think the Ninja Turtles wrote their own cookbook. They definitely had a ghostwriter. Like someone else wrote that. Absolutely had a ghostwriter. They might have wrote the four. Forward. Yeah. They, uh, oh. <laughs> also, like, what did Donatello just throws a peel on the end of his bow staff, and all of a sudden, like, he's an award-winning pizzaiolo? Have you ever made pizza? Have you ever made pizza? Humidity kills pizza. Exactly. So a, a sewer is not a good place. No. Bad place for pizza. No, they don't know. <laughs> Sorry, it's it's like a it's like I don't have too many teenagers. rivalries. They're just teenagers. I know. I, okay. Sorry. Yeah. Thank you for like calling me back. Pretty impressive in that regard. <laughs> I, I, thank you. I appreciate you taking the PR angle here. Like back off, Blaze. They're teenagers. Yeah, also, yeah. Like they're also not real. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, Lauren, listen, you're, you're, you're acting, writing, directing, which means that you have also spent a considerable amount of time around a crafty table. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So this is one of my favorite topics. Yeah. What, how do you approach, what is your strategy for the crafty table? I mean, you know, it probably depends on the time of day, to be honest. So I yeah. think early in the day, you're like, no, 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 I don't need that. No. Oh, you know what? I'm going to grab these nuts. The sliding, just grab yeah. a little, maybe, maybe a piece of fruit. And then by okay. the end of the day, you're getting into hour 10 and you're like, you know what? I feel like if I don't have the cookie, I'm not going to be able to make it. <laughs> and yeah, I feel like there is a real sliding scale with it. And depending on your job, I think you got to hit the table for whatever you need in that moment. Yeah. You're acting Fair in enough. a plate, coffee. Yeah. If you're directing, well, coffee all the time. But helpful. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Too many Seth traps agreed? there though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I try not to eat through it. I, I get so... On it. I like uh, I've learned to not eat throughout the day essentially because it just makes me tired. <laughs> it's hard. Although I feel like lately craft service tables have a lot of healthy options. They're much healthier than they used to be. The last show he was on, they had these like, like fruit cups and like acai bowls and stuff like that. Like it, it was a whole new world of craft service compared to what I've been used to over the years. Yeah, it, it was it was relatively much better. Yeah. Yeah, it used to just be donuts, essentially. <laughs> yes, yes. And there's always, uh, my favorite is the the 4, 5 p.m., like where the crafty chef like gets super creative. 
and oh, they come yeah. around with a tray. Or the yeah, our guy. We used to have this guy mm-hmm. Chance who made these Philly cheesesteaks, oh, and they were God. like truly some of the best Philly cheesesteaks I ever had. And he had yes. yeah, like on top, he would roll out. Yeah, that they would make. Yeah, the crafty when they cook, it's always really, really. Yeah, really good. when you see that tray coming, everyone sort of gets a little energy boost. Yeah, it's absolutely. Like, it's like a piece of cantaloupe oh, on yeah. a toothpick. Yeah. I've worked I'm on some things them. where they're like, you can't come around with the tray. Everyone gets too excited and stops working for like an hour and a half. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's true. I right, know. Listen, you two co-founded a nonprofit called Hilarity for Charity. What's the backstory there and what does HFC do? Yeah, we started Hilarity for Charity 10 years ago. Uh, my mom, Adele, had been diagnosed with Alzheimer's when she was only 55. You know, so we eventually, we first threw an event to raise money for for research and whatnot, and then sort of realized that we had an opportunity to use our voices for more. And we eventually formed this organization and the money we raise goes uh, to a few places. First, to care for people who are keeping their loved ones at home. Uh, We have a partnership with Home Instead uh, Senior Care and we provide in-home care for people. And then the other part of it goes towards research for brain health. And, you know, there are so many things we can do these days to keep our brains healthy. Nutrition is a a huge part of it, obviously. And so we do research for that. And so it's about caring for caregivers and teaching everyone to care for their brains. Listen, you guys are being modest. Since 2012, Hilarity for Charity has raised over $18 million and provided more than 400,000 hours of respite to family caregivers, which I love. But thank you so much as it's a part of my family history as well. And like, because of some information that we've traded in the past, I've been eating so much salmon, blueberries, and walnuts because <laughs> of an email from you. And yeah. like, it's it's delicious and healthy. And like, just how has it grown over the last 10 years? Like, what are, what are you most proud about in its growth? I mean, we've made it, it's become, I mean, I think overall, like Alzheimer's is the conversation around it seems to have changed over the last 10 years. Um, yeah. You know, I don't know if we definitively contributed to that, but I, we, we didn't hurt. I'll tell you that we, you know, are able to starting to get actual kind of influence in government circles to try to make like real actual change. Cause like as much money as we make and as much, you know, uh, education as we try to provide, like until there's like an institutional shift in thinking towards how to deal with both caregivers and the disease itself, yeah, you know, there, thing, won't be yeah, there won't be real change. And so that's something that we've been working hard to try to really do. And um, yeah, I think it's just the fact that now there are things that can be done, that people are kind of growing more aware of brain health, things like that is, it feels like a lot's happened in the last 10 years. Absolutely. What do you have in store for the rest of the year for HFC? And how can our listeners support? We, oh, well, I mean, honestly, we have so much going on at all times. We always have a lot of caregiver programs. So we have support groups that are running weekly and we break those down into pairing people into groups that, you know, they have things in common. And so you're talking with people who really understand your situation. And then we just had our big 10th anniversary. I don't think we have any more like event events coming up for the rest of the year, but of course we always have programming online and, you know, we'll of course be uh, doing a fundraising push at the end of the year, but then next year, uh, hopefully we're doing a big event sometime in New York and we started hosting these brain health dinners that are smaller and hoping to do some of those in places, you know, different places around the country where we've never really been, where we get people together and we eat a brain healthy meal and we get a group of people together to have a little panel discussion about the things people can do to keep their brains healthy. And it's constant, it's constant stuff because this disease doesn't stop and caregivers unfortunately never get a break. And so we're constantly just, you know, putting stuff out there to help them and and, you know, make sure that people are getting the support that they need. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for what you've done. And also we'll make sure we put up a link so our listeners can support as well. Seth, 
<laughs> tell I'm us ready. in one <laughs> Seth, tell us in one sentence or so the case you'll be arguing in the food court today. Well, it's a two-part case. One is mayonnaise-based salads are bad, and non-mayonnaise-based salads are good. <laughs> okay, all right. So, as, as kind of, you're, are, are we sort of you're arguing for the green leafy vinaigrette-based salad? Yeah, olive oil vinaigrette. Just any any salad not drenched in mayonnaise. I would say I would I would be taking a position for. <laughs> okay, and, and but you I mean, but you like mayonnaise. We've made that clear already. So this, I do like mayonnaise very much. Really sandwich. like mayonnaise. Love mayonnaise. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Get fries in mayonnaise. To, oh, yeah. yeah, I don't mind sushi with mayonnaise mm. based. Oh, so so you would yeah. say that mayonnaise based things are are have a, a nice variety of of uses. They're, oh, they have a utility. I think mayonnaise. I think I think when it knows its role, mayonnaise is a delicious <laughs> thing. <laughs> I need to be more like mayonnaise. I need to. Know, I need to know more. All right. So that means, Lauren, that you are saying. Yeah, that I that I fully believe in the flavor and textural value of a mayonnaise based salad, and think that they really hold a place in our culinary society. So Seth, how do you feel about Miracle Whip? Sorry to mention a brand right here. Oh, here, wow. That's not That's a thing. I, I, I think some things in Canada we just didn't eat. Like maybe there was, again, just some like societal understanding that we shouldn't. And that was like not. Like I don't think I ever, I saw commercials for Miracle Whip growing up. I don't think I ever physically saw a can or jar or whatever tub thing of Miracle Whip container of Miracle Whip in someone's like, possession my entire life <laughs> and maybe until i moved to america and then i was like oh it's okay one you're like oh people eat miracle whip here like that we didn't do that it's such a <laughs> i do we don't my family was not a miracle whip family we were Hel a hellman's family and and you know a miracle whip was not i think in this because i moved to florida eventually and where where mayonnaise had a different role we can get into that, but um, and I feel like that's where Miracle Whip really came into the picture, but not not for me personally. Got it. Okay, so much to unpack here. One, Miracle Whip, great marketing to change the English salad cream, which is not good marketing. <laughs> but I, I do want to get in because we're sharing these similar paths. Florida, my wife's from Florida, Long Island. I'm from Long Island. What role does mayonnaise have in Florida? What? Where are you going with this, Lauren? Oh, I just think it's it's even more. I think I feel like it's even more embraced, and oh. and it goes on even more things in Florida. Fair enough. Okay. I, well, I will reveal yeah. uh, uh, Jasmine Blaze here. Um, this is hopefully she's not going to get mad at me, but she brought to my attention when we first started dating something called the mayonnaise sandwich. That's what is that? It's it it's is what exactly what it it's sounds just like. Like two slices of that basic white bread with me. I is. mean, I believe it. I I can see it. I could. Pro I'm sure people I'm, were eating those across the lunchroom table for me. Fair enough. Fair enough. I also want to get out, 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 get it out here, Lauren. That my wife's a Florida Gator. Oh well, I went. I, 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 I did go to. I did go to Florida State. I know. But, I know. I, but I'll be honest. I went to film school there. I never went to a single football game. <laughs> fair enough. So. There it is. It's only one Thursday a year. That's that's why I wanted <laughs> to bring it. Up. Okay, here we go. Listen, before we get into the actual debate, which is going to be a fascinating one, we like to do in this court what most courts do, and that is have a trivia round to decide who gets to debate. First. Perfect. Yes. Okay. Just like every court across, across the land. Seth, what will your sound effect be? Uh, bah. Bah. I, got, I like it. A classic. A classic yeah. sort of classic like sound. straight yeah. to the point buzzer noise. Uh -huh. Lauren? I'll just I'll just do that a little higher. <laughs> a higher pitch. Boop. Like a little a higher. Like a, yeah. a little digital, uh, a little beep. So it's a beep versus a bump. And that's going to oh. work. Here we go. Trivia round. And again, this is determined who gets to present their case first. Question one. Tuna sandwiches 
have been a staple of the Jewish deli menu for nearly a hundred years in the U.S., but what soda brand is the number one that's used to wash down sandwiches in those delis? A Jewish deli soda brand, iconic to the oh, Jewish God. delicatessen. Oh, it's the one that my dad, the Selray. Oh, you're you're right there. Uh, the, I know. The first, what is it called? The first word is doctor. Barks? No. Doctor. Not Dr. Pepper. No, 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 no. It's the brand. Yeah. My dad drinks those. Oh, yeah. I, I have no Zach Katz's. Lauren, give me a buzzer. Ray. Give me a buzzer sound. Someone. Okay, Lauren. <laughs> Lauren Miller. The Selray. Yes. This court will take into account that you know one of the sodas, and we will yeah. give you credit for the Dr. Brown's Brown. brand. That's what it is. There you go. That's right. Dr. Brown, each of the, I didn't know that one. Each of the six Dr. Brown's flavors packaged with a New York <laughs> vignette taken from old prints to emphasize the brand's origins in 1800s New York. Of course, their most famous or infamous flavor is the Celery flavor. What is that? It's celery what, what roots. What flavor is that? It's celery. Oh, celery oh, roots. Wow. Yeah. Which you can, soda. you can also go into like a Whole Foods and get celery root champagne, which is pretty fantastic as a creative chef as well. So celery, a little salinity there. I learned from this trivia yes. that it was like used like medicine, which is why the soda was called Dr. Brown's. It was supposed to like help kids. It was like a doctor thing. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, but I was like, did it? It was just sugar and celery root. I, I, I don't, heard I don't for know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it gave them some energy. Isn't that the origin of yeah. all like original Tonics. sodas? Right? Yeah. It's all like, oh, this is going to make you young or fix you or whatever it is. Right. All right, yeah. so Lauren, you're up they one just zero. just morphine and cocaine in them. That's what right. it is. Yeah. Really fixed you up. Yeah. <laughs> this will get you going. All right, question yeah. two with Lauren up one zero. What is the most consumed lettuce in America. Boop. That's Lauren. Iceberg? Iceberg lettuce. You would... That's the most basic. Not the one I could... Uh, okay, yeah, I mean, you would think that it's iceberg, and you'd be... Ap- I'd say romaine. You'd be absolutely correct if you thought it was iceberg, Seth. Oh, wow. Yes. She's got two. <laughs> She's got two. Iceberg lettuce makes up 31% of the lettuce consumed in America. Oh. It's not the tastiest or the healthiest, be but still winning the race. And Seth, I agree with you. I feel like that 31% five years ago was like 46%, and Romaine is right on the heels, yeah. shifting the debate. That's, good. That's a good thing. That's I, good. I think so. I think so. Also, luckily, Seth, for you and my court, I get to determine how many points question three is worth, and today- Great. It's worth it's, it no, it's worth seven <laughs> points. Oh wow, there you this go. This last one is worth so it's just clear. Today it's worth seven. Here we go. Question three. In St. Louis, there's a restaurant dedicated to a salad dressing that incorporates said dressing into every single dish on the menu. What dressing is it? This restaurant in St. Louis uses this dressing in every item. It's a classic. I mean uh, Okay, Seth. Ranch? Ranch dressing. Listen, that is a educated guess and a smart one. You're absolutely correct. Uh, yeah. Oh, I want to go to this place. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> that sounds good. Seth Rogen with ranch dressing. Yeah. <laughs> now, listen, I, I know that you're longtime listeners of Food Court, but for those of you who are not, you can go back in the archives and listen to way back season one, episode four, ranch versus blue cheese, which I'd like the Rogans to weigh in on right now. Ranch versus blue cheese. Oh. We're so, big buffalo wing eaters in this house. Yeah, I'm, we generally get both, honestly. Because honestly, yeah. I, like my, I like to dip my fries in the ranch, mm-hmm. and then I go back and forth with the wings. Yeah. Fair enough. So yeah, well, to that end, ranch is a more versatile yeah. sauce. So I think like I would go with ranch just because if I had to choose one, I would choose that because it will probably more likely complement 
my French fries and my wings. Fair enough. I love it. I think in my younger days, I made a ranch milkshake. There you go. What? Scarf or barf? Lauren would have liked that. Uh, a, a, a ranch milkshake. You would be okay with it? I mean, sounds disgusting, but I've never met a ranch I didn't like. Yeah. So That's also an American thing. We don't... Yeah. That's like... Me and my Canadian friends, when we're alone, they we're like, we're like, man, they really love ranch here. <laughs> Seriously, like, like uh, mouth under the spigot of a keg of ranch yeah. dressing uh-huh. uh, in the states. We don't, for sure. we don't have that yeah. thing. <laughs> wow. Well, I just think, listen, you dip your fries in milkshakes sometimes. Why not dip it in yeah, a milkshake true. flavored with ranch? Yeah, it's a good idea. All right, there we go. With the big comeback, Seth, that means you have seven points to Lawrence, two points, and you get to make the big decision. It's the toughest decision here. Will you present your case first or will you bat second with your debate? Do you, uh, what? You're not usually supposed to ask the person you're debating what they'd well, like to I, do. I, so. I, 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 I respect my opponent. <laughs> you go first. I'll go first. Okay. All right. All right. That's that's the that's not the usual decision. Seth is going to go first and we'll get right into that after this quick break. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com iHeart. That's LifeLock.com iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. I remember my, I went to like a a church day with the wet wild water park with my friend and, and her mom had made us ham and Miracle Whip sandwiches on white bread. And I'd never had such a thing and I found it to be so delicious. (laughs) I really like that, like the imagery right there. I'm, I like, I felt the mist coming off, like the, the, the <laughs> smell of the water park, and like, yeah, you got like a little picnic basket with all the sandwiches in it. <laughs> love it, love it. And we are back to recap the case today. We have greens with a vinaigrette versus anything else in a mayonnaise base. 
That is the case that the Rogans have brought to us today. And the way this works is that each of you will have three minutes to state your case. During the first three minutes, you need to lay out your case only. Don't focus on why your opponent is absolutely wrong. You'll get a rebuttal after that. Uh, after those three minutes, you'll get those two minutes. So, Seth, you're going first. All right. And your time starts now. Long time. That is. I'll talk slow. <laughs> By the way, listen. Now, listen. I'm gonna. I'm gonna eat up some of your time because you are absolutely right. If you are not, if you are familiar with what third, I mean, everyone is now because of Instagram. Like, you know what a 15 second Instagram story feels like? Yeah, Three exactly. minutes is a long time. Oh, yeah, I so that's a long time. I'm just your colleague right now, eating up some time for you, Seth. <laughs> your two minutes and thirty seconds is starting now. I think when you sit down to eat a salad. <laughs> I think what you're doing is having a celebration of nature and produce. <laughs> and you are trying to experience what, what the world has to offer you in the purest sense. And um, I think that, you know, while, you know, these things are probably delicious on their own to add some sort of seasoning, some sort of oil pressed from another plant, be it an olive. <laughs> um, <laughs> Or a fermented one, be it a vinegar. I think that, you know, that complements and does not overpower or change the very nature fundamentally of what it is that you are eating. And you're eating a salad. And what a salad is in my head, when I picture salad, I picture a bunch of lettuce, picture some chopped up vegetables <laughs> of other things. I picture it resting uh, perkily on a plate. <laughs> Each element clearly identifiable and celebrated, not homogenized into one singular substance, but instead, you know, while being one thing, a salad, not forgetting the parts that it is comprised of, and not undervaluing these parts, and not... Um, you know, uh, just uh, making these parts components of turning it into something else. Something that maybe one could argue is not a salad at all. <laughs> and to that end, when you're sitting down for a salad, I think you want some sort of light olive oil or vinaigrette-based dressing that maybe lightly coats each of the elements of your salad, be they fresh vegetables, but does not weigh them down and does not, again, uh, maybe turn it into some sort of sludge or <laughs> just mush or some sort of thing. There it is. Okay. It's natural. It's light. Light. I don't, perky. I, we, perky. I think perky is a word. Per, I think you actually said perkily, perkily which is also yeah. perfect. <laughs> perkily plated. And I like yeah. that imagery of like, yeah, well, is it's got to be light for that to have that presentation value. It's, it's, for it's, sure. it's maybe it's healthier. Proud. It's light. A proud salad. You want to, yeah. You. <laughs> such a naturalist. That was such a naturalist pitch there. In three minutes. Okay. I uh, Lauren. Your three, your, your three minutes oh boy. Uh, to let us know why a mayonnaise-based salad is absolutely delicious. Your three minutes starts now. Make sure you use the word sour a lot. Sour? <laughs> I mean, listen, I think that, you know, I think what we talked about early on is that a, a chef will look at the idea of a salad and think, hey, I can do a lot of different things. I don't have to be confined to the traditional idea of a lettuce leaf and an olive oil on a salad that I can take another item and be inspired and create something really special like a macaroni salad. <laughs> 
<laughs> Which I find a lot more comfort in a macaroni salad than I would a, say, leafy salad in that the noodles and the, the mayonnaise create a real creamy, comforting, delicious flavor and texture. And I think that, you know, if I'm, you know, look, sometimes I eat a sandwich and I like a chip. Sometimes I eat a sandwich and I want a noodle and a cream or a coleslaw or a potato salad. And I think that these things really provide a sense of luxury in our lives. And luxury. <laughs> <laughs> and for me, there's honestly there's nostalgia in a in a like in a in a real sweet macaroni salad. Oh man, so much nostalgia. I feel like a child again when I eat these things. And 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 you know, I think for these many reasons that mayonnaise-based salads, the macaronis, the potatoes, the coleslaws are, are, are really valid members of the salad family. Thank you. What about the ambrosia? Whoa. Oh, yeah. Ambrosia. <laughs> you, know, you know, I never really had a lot of ambrosia. I, 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 again, moved to the South when I was a little, when I was still a kid, but a little bit older. And I was like, what is that? I, I, that was not a New Yorky salad to me. That's not in the deli there. How do you guys feel about Jello-based salads? What is it? Yeah. Wait, but do you like what do you mean by that jello based salad? In the South, it's like there's a lot of jello based salads, like where they're in like a jello mold, but then there's oh, things. Well, sure. in, yeah. Well, sure. Like, like on Thanksgiving, I take my cranberry sauce and I add jello to it and mandarin oranges. Okay, and some sauce. of my, some of my older relatives would put nuts in there. And I thought that was nuts, but yeah. certainly adding jello to my cranberries and some mandarin oranges. Two thumbs up over here. I mean, really. Ah, the fruit. So I the fruit, the fruit week. salad, the fruit salad is a salad. Fruit salad. Fruit salad. Oh, fruit salad, of course. Love a fruit salad. Cut out a watermelon. Take little balls. Fill it up again. Nostalgia. <laughs> it's all there. Now, would you dare mix mayonnaise in a fruit salad? I would. I. I, I don't think I would do something so blasphemous. <laughs> but, but you know what? You never know. The first three minutes, I will say, after the first round here. As is usually the case, it's pretty close. Classic versus creative, healthy versus comfort, nature versus nostalgia. <laughs> it's the two-minute rebuttal round. Seth, you're going to go first, and you get to tell Lauren why mayonnaise-based salads are horrific. And your two minutes <laughs> starts now. Well, I think if we're mixing noodles with anything, mayonnaise, in my opinion, first of all, very low on the list of things I would instinctually, uh, let's do some cheese, some sauce, tomato, other. there's so many things to drench your noodles in that are better than mayonnaise. And I think, though, this fundamental crux of my argument is I don't even know if it's salad. If that's salad, <laughs> what isn't salad? Is macaroni and cheese salad? Does the mayonnaise make it salad? If that's like, what is it? Is it uh, that's I think where a big part of my argument is I would like I would offer that these are not even salads that they have perverted the word salad and that they are an abomination to the word salad and that they are something else and they are labeling themselves as salads and masquerading as salads, but they are not salads. These are noodles drenched in mayonnaise. That's not a salad. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is, but it's not a salad. <laughs> I don't know what it is. <laughs> and you know what? I don't want to know at the end of the day. 
Fair I don't enough. know. There it is. It sounds <laughs> like Seth thinks that salads are, uh, with mayonnaise are gross. And are they even salads? This is getting deeper than maybe the... They got a lot of nerve calling themselves salads. <laughs> what if a chicken salad or a tuna salad is on a bowl of lettuce? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh. What is that? But there's uh, that, lettuce. I, though, I agree. That's what I agree. Is a burrito bowl a salad? salad? <laughs> I, I love have. a taco salad. Ooh, especially with, so with the, burrito yeah. chips yeah. and French dressing. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing screams taco more than French dressing. <laughs> you put some chipotle powder in there and it's and it's good. <laughs> <laughs> what screams taco salad more than French dressing over Frito You know what? It's the Chipotle man. It might be the... Lauren, did you grow up in my grandma's house? Because she 100% eat tacos like that. She loves French dressing on her Mexican food. My grandma's from the South. Yeah, there you go. Oh, well, now we're getting deep into this debate. Is What about Caesar, what about Caesar salad dressing? That's Creamy. good. Creamy. Uh, I like it, that. Uh, Egg-based. Right, it is right. What is, not, what is, oh. How does Caesar get creamy? What's I, in there? There's egg in it. It's egg and uh, oh, and, and, man, and, and sardine. One, right? I or, mentioned because uh, we talked about Mexican no, food. It's originally invented in Mexico. The Caesar salad, which is uh, to most people, some people a surprise. Yeah. But uh, as the, as a chef now, not the judge. Again, I base this totally on the debate. But I, I will have to say that a Caesar dressing is a mayonnaise. It is a mayonnaise. It is a mayonnaise. mayonnaise. Uh, is what? <laughs> a what? A it is an egg yolk mixed with olive oil and Worcestershire sauce and some cheese and anchovies and lemon juice. But I will strike that from the record. Just real quick, Crystal, we have to strike that from the record. You know what? Other mayonnaises <laughs> could take a cue right. from, from Caesar. <laughs> if all mayonnaise were that, we wouldn't be having this. Fair enough. Debate. Fair enough. It is. It could be the outlier for sure. All right, Lauren, not that I teed that up for you, but you now uh, have two minutes to let Seth know why he's absolutely wrong. All right. <laughs> all right, Lauren, your two minutes starts now. Okay, here we go. I am going to take a moment of my two minutes just to say that beefy green salads are really good for you. And I feel as a brain health advocate, you should eat them. And I do. And I like them very much. But in this case... Thank you. In this case, I think that a green leafy salad, look, can be great. But the truth is, 39% of people are eating iceberg lettuce. I almost called it iceberg lettuce. They should call it iceberg. <laughs> iceberg lettuce, which means these salads are boring. But you know what's not boring? A mayonnaise-based salad. <laughs> It's interesting. It's delicious. It, it fills you with all sorts of things other than just lettuce and vegetables. And those things are good, but sometimes you need more. Sometimes you need a noodle. You need a potato. You need a, a chip. You need a chip with your dressing and your mayonnaise. And, <laughs> and, and I think that, you know, some days just really call for a mayonnaise-based salad. And, and, and that's a lot of the days of the week. And if you want to feel a little bit of comfort, a little bit of creativity, add a little mayo to your salad. Oh, I love that. Are you, are you saying maybe that mayo-based salads are like the weekend? And Ooh, like, they're like the party salad. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they are because you bring a thing, of, you know, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, I love that Seth said, oh, yum. And like. <laughs> party salad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know the famous phrase. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, there we go. Okay. I didn't ring the bell. We don't need to ring the bell. But there are the, there, there's the rebuttal round. I have a lot to think about. I am going to retire to my chambers, take a short break, and we'll be back with our verdict. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. 
right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Okay, listen, we are back, and I have had a chance to think about this. I've thought long and hard about it. It's been about, I don't know, 37 seconds this time. But before I deliver my verdict, and it's a big one today, do either of you have any final words you'd like to say? Any closing statements? This is your last chance to change my mind or convince me. I'd say that my salad take is superior because it's actually a salad. Okay. And I would disagree that that salad is it needs to be so traditional. I think that we can like all types of yeah, salad. Like if you're asking me what's better, like a salad or macaroni and cheese, sal- uh, that macaroni and cheese is better. But it's, that's because it's not salad. But but a macaroni salad has some vegetables in it, and I think that we can we should be embracing all salads yeah, instead of maybe just one kind. Masquerading, it's not salad. Order in the court. Order in, order in the My- court. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's getting out of controls never in all my days did i think <laughs> that i would actually have creativity queued up in the side of a mayonnaise based salad but it seems like we're saying the classic salad vinaigrette lettuce just lightly falling from the sky perkily plated this classic versus creative healthier maybe seth's version versus comfort Again, luxury was used in, in, in to define you know mayonnaise-based salads. Maybe that's the case. Nature versus the nostalgia. Cel- I think I said a celebration of nature. A celebration of nature. <laughs> Absolutely, I'm I'm seeing that in in nature, foraging for your own lettuce and just you know I mean taking those olives that you foraged and then you know fermented and aged for years to make a dressing out of it. This one is tough, but this court has come up with a decision and I'm going to hear about this one, Crystal. I I know it, but this court is going to decide in favor of the mayonnaise based salad. (laughs) (laughs) 
I am so glad we're doing video here because because every time I usually make a decision, Crystal is like, "You totally got it wrong," <laughs> and now she's on she's on camera and she's like, "You got this one you, right, you Judge. Got this one. You got this one, kid." You got this one. <laughs> oh my gosh, what a hard fought battle! I you know yeah. what I get. Hopefully, yeah. I've I've settled the family debate. But Seth, any any final words? Are you upset? No, I get it. I think I think like if, if you subscribe to the false notion that those are salads, I understand why you'd be um, guided to the <laughs> logic that they are superior. <laughs> I, I'll agree. You could take the salad debate to an appeals court here, but Lauren, you you brought it home with the Thank fact you. that you 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 merged creativity and comfort and nostalgia all into one. And during the whole debate. I just want to go get a tuna salad. Now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and it'll be delicious. You'll put it on some some bread with. Oh, it's gonna be great. And 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 then for the the other six days of the week, Seth, I'm gonna do just lettuce and the vinaigrette. If it's that's, if it's a tuna melt, is that still tuna salad in there? Ooh, that's. Still, I, I th yeah. Well, sure, it's a tuna salad melt. Whoa, I don't know if I've ever heard that phrase about <laughs> Listen, I, I just told you I made ranch dressing milkshakes. I think once you melt it, they drop the salad. I think so. That's what's weird. I, I think so. Rogans, thank you so much for bringing your case you. to the thank court, you. the grand finale of season three. I hope you both have fun. For more Seth Rogen, you can watch many of his hilarious movies. You can find him at Seth Rogen on the social media, and you can find Lauren at Lauren Miller Rogen on social media as well. Listen, everyone, what do you think, audience? Did I get this totally wrong? I know 50% of you think that I got it wrong. You can let me know on Food Court Pod on Instagram, and you can find me across social media at Richard Blaze and on TikTok at Richard Blaze Official because there's many other Richard Blazes in Canada. Seth. Oh, yeah. They're coming for you. Watch out. Food Court is a production of iHeartRadio. I'm Richard Blaze. My producer is Crystal Bamahi. Food Court was created by Christopher Hasiotis, and the rest of my Food Court clerks are Jonathan Dressler, David Wasserman, and Jasmine Blaze. The theme song is by Jason Neesmith. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Thank a real you so pleasure. Much. Thank you so, so much. Fun. Cheers. Yeah, thank you. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. 
Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.